Roses are red, violets are blue, and you bet she'll be talking farming with you. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You bet. We're going to be talking about all kinds of things on a Thursday morning. Good morning, everybody. Come on in. Fabulous farm babe, Pam Youngke, here to host you for the next 56 minutes or so. Wow. Have you taken a look at any of the footage from Hurricane Idalia? It not only decimated a lot of Florida, it really swung right up the East Coast, doing damages far north as North Carolina and Virginia. We're going to take a little closer look at the agriculture elements being damaged or impacted by Hurricane Idalia. Stick around for that. We're also going to be talking about the weather, uh, not that weather, but our weather, which starts warming up as of today. Looks for sunshine on our Thursday, 78, as we bid farewell to August. And then all of a sudden tomorrow, Friday, sunshine in 83. Saturday, partly sunny in 90. Sunday, partly sunny in 94. Monday, sunshine and 93 degrees. So if you've got outdoor activities planned for the Labor Day weekend, it looks like it's going to stay dry. Maybe a little on the warm side, but at least we're going to stay dry uh, into next week. We do come off the 90s by midweek next week. We're back into the low 80s. I'll let Stu tell you more about that. Mike North, commodity specialist with Everag, is our special guests this morning new location new vision same goal the farm and industry short course is producing high quality graduates ready for success in the dairy industry the oldest agriculture training program in wisconsin has stood the test of time the 16-week program returns for fall 2023 at uw river falls learn from world-class faculty live in the residence halls earn college credits and create lifelong friendships Register today at uwrf.edu. What BioVet does, and where the livestock producer gets their benefit, is our technology helps them with the things that they sometimes don't even know they're missing out on. Not just worrying about animals when they're sick, but trying to keep them as healthy and happy as possible as well. I'm Dr. Bill Zimmer, founder of BioVet. Microbials and nutritional support, that's BioVet. Learn more at bio-vet.com. Whether it's finally getting that blue ribbon or enjoying too many carnival rides, we all have memories of the fair. Here's your chance to share those stories in our Everybody Has a Fair Story contest. The Midwest Farm Report is teaming up with the Wisconsin Association of Fairs as they celebrate 100 years of fairs to share the fair story. Entries are being accepted all summer long and there are cash prizes. To enter and see full contest details, visit MidwestFarmReport.com. At the University of Wisconsin, River Falls College of Agriculture, Food and Environmental Sciences, there's a, a new sheriff in town, or we say a new dean. I'm Bob Bosel at the northern end of the world's longest barn from Eau Claire. We are on the campus of River Falls with the new dean, and that is Dr. Michael Orth. And uh, Mike, you've got a smile on your face. I would say you seem like you're happy to be in River Falls. I am very happy to be in River Falls. Yes, this is like coming home for my wife and I. Actually, my my career started actually in agriculture, started in Madison, so it's coming full circle. My wife grew up about three hours from here. My my dad grew up in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, So, and I love brats and cheese curds and ice cream, so this is a great spot for me. You'll be right at home, back home, I guess we could say. What was it, besides being able to come home, the University of Wisconsin, River Falls, College of Ag, Food, and Environmental Sciences, lured you that you thought, I want to be there. Before uh, coming here, I was at Texas Tech University in the Animal and Food Science Department. 
And one of the things there that really, uh, that I really liked about it was the emphasis on students, experiential learning, judging teams, competitive teams, and I really enjoyed that. And then, but I, I was looking for an opportunity to be a dean. And so when River Falls came up, you know, I've known a lot of people that have come from, uh, from River Falls, great people, great school, but the emphasis on experiential learning, they have the farms, they have a lot of opportunities, they, they have a lot of clubs, and just the fact, the, the interaction with the students, the experiential learning, and also the, the ties with the industry, which I think are really important, that there are, the students uh, have opportunities for numerous internships, and just that whole that those relationships that are there, so that that to me was really attractive. It, it, it was almost like an extension of my time at Texas Tech, and really the focus on students and experiential learning. If we learned something from COVID, we realized just how important agriculture it really is. So, as you look at your time at Texas Tech, and you were again uh, department chair there of uh, meat and animal sciences, but student numbers had to be a lot bigger there than they are here. So. Does that excite you? Because you seem to me like a guy that you want to be out in the hallway slapping students on the back and say welcome. Right. Well, the student numbers were pretty big. Our animal and food science department was well over 1,000. In fact, the, the department was about as big as the college as far as that goes. But but that's okay. I mean, I, I, I like I just like meeting students, and I am ready for students to be back. But to me, that's part of the excitement. One of the things, you know, we have more internships than students. I think we should... We should get more students here. We should, you know, promoting agriculture and, and the environmental and all those other areas. They're so important. And uh, we had a lot of growth during my time there. I'm not going to take a lot of credit for it because we had a lot of good people. But you have a lot of good people here. And I think we have a great product. And I think it's a matter we got to get out and market it. And, and I think when we do, I think our, our numbers will increase. And they, and they should increase. As we look at your background, uh, Ph.D. in Madison, you got a degree, you have a degree from the University of Iowa, but as I, I kind of scanned, you cross over from not just agricultural research, but also human research to tie animal agriculture to human health and things like Tell me about the, uh, the crossover and uh, the value you see in, in your education. So, you know, I got my Ph.D. in Madison. I worked with... Uh, Broiler chickens and some leg problems they had. I did do a postdoc in Chicago in, an or, in a biochemistry department that focused on arthritis. Did that for three years, but realized I really wanted to be back in agriculture. So when I went to Michigan State, I had a, a position, another poultry position, growth biology, but I also started to do a lot of bone and cartilage physiology. So I was kind of, mesh, kind of meshing the things that I had done. Well, so one of the things, I, I did some human work, but I would take a lot of the things uh, that were that I learned in the human area and applied them to animals. So, for example, osteoporosis is a big area for for women, and there was a lot of diagnostic tools that were developed for that. Well, I wanted to use those tools for livestock, so I did projects with with chickens, turkeys, dairy cows, beef cows, horses, like all kinds of different product projects. So, really, was able to to take a lot of those tools and use them on the on the animal side. So that was really kind of my background, you know, from a research perspective. As you're here at River Falls, will you teach or just administer? Would you, would you like to teach a class or two? Well, that would be great. I'd love to. If I have the time, I definitely want to teach. One of my passions, I am passionate about teaching. And if, if I have the opportunity, I'd like to do, do some of that. I do like the academic leadership. That's the other thing about this job here. 
my two passions really are academic leadership and student education. I, I like research. I did it a long time, but I hit a point in about 2005 or so that's like, you know, I like research, but I love the students. And so that led to the shift. So yeah, I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to teach. I'd like to teach some a little bit. Uh, I'm going to be active with, I'm going to get involved with the clubs, meet with them, get to know the students. So even if I'm not teaching, I'm informally hopefully going to be teaching. You've been here since about the 1st of June on campus. How much have you immersed yourself in what this college is really all about as far as the programs that are being offered, the faculty you have to work with, and what have been your early impressions of River Falls? I know you did research, obviously, before you even applied for it. Right. Oh, I. Well, my wife and I love River Falls. I mean, we love the environment, the the size, and people have been really, really very friendly. It is a little quiet around here in the summer. I'm not used to that. So we are excited just to meet more of the faculty and the students. My impression is I, I can tell the college has a great reputation. You know, we were talking, you know, a little bit about Farm Tech Days, and I was really encouraged by the number of people that came up and talked, you know, how much they appreciated, you know, the university. And, and also we were talking in particular about the Farm and Industry Short Course and how excited they are it's at River Falls. So, yeah, it's, I can tell the reputation of this college is good, and I can tell that, that the people of Wisconsin appreciate it. And so, yeah, so that's been, it's been great. I know you have to walk before you can run, but uh, as you look at, uh, at the offerings here, limited as far as maybe uh, master's degrees, uh, would there be a possibility you'd like to expand the opportunity for maybe some master's degree students in some different areas? And I know that takes more faculty and, and all the other things that are needed, but uh, is that on the horizon or you just want to uh, get the bachelor's degrees going and the farm and industry short course, as you mentioned? You got any long-term goals? Well, I'll tell you on the master side, I think really because we are really involved in the Dairy Innovation Hub, you know, we've got a lot of faculty there with heavier research appointments. So I really think we need, we need a master's of agriculture, you know, where they can do, they can go the plant side, they could go the animal side. But I really, I, I do think that that is a program in particular that we need to grow. Uh, beyond that, uh, I really, you know, some of the things I'd like to see, obviously I'd continually like to improve the relationships with industry. I feel like that is that's really an important piece, and uh, we could we could use some help facility wise. You know the farms, the greenhouse. I think that's another goal that I have as well. As you go forward, as far as student numbers, I know you're you're limited by enrollment caps, this that and the other thing. But do you see room for growth in the undergraduate numbers? Oh, absolutely. I really do. I mean, we have well, we have a companion animal science program that's really growing. But I think a lot of the program. Again, we have more internships than we have students. That tells me that there is a demand for our students. So I, I really think enrollment in just any, really any of the programs in the college. And I'll tell you another one that's really I'm concerned about is we, we need more ag ed teachers. You know, a lot of them are retiring. I think they're critical. And so that program in particular, I'd love to see more students there. But really, I, any, any program that we have really could benefit from more students. He's on the job. He's ready to go to make it better, as good as it's been over the years. The University of Wisconsin River Falls College of Agriculture, Food and Environmental Sciences, Dr. Michael Orth is uh, in the dean's office waiting for the students and ready to go full speed ahead. I'm Bob Bosold. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
Shopping for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices, something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces, diamonds, engagement rings, traditional and modern styles, and you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison, the city's oldest full-service jewelry store, is your family. Goodman's Jewelers. You know who tells a great story? Our Tom's Auto Center customers, like Blake, who recently gave us a five-star review. It reads, I appreciated the emailed estimate and text message communication about the repairs. Thanks, Blake. Schedule your appointment, tomsautocenter.com. We'll make sure you get five-star service. Tom's Auto Center, with a getter fix, getter done, to get you going, guys. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. Your healthcare journey in a hospital system can give you the heebie-jeebies. From navigating the parking garage to sitting in the crowded waiting room worrying about the results and cost. MH Imaging in Middleton performs MRIs, CTs, X-rays, and ultrasounds for a fraction of the cost of a medical system. And parking is just a few steps away. Results are available the same day, providing you with answers you need to know now. Visit MHImaging.com. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Another big moon Thursday, I think. All kinds of weather that's making the news, that's for sure. Time to talk with our man, Stumach Keg, meteorologist, joining us this morning. So, uh, yeah, everybody's focused in on the hurricane. A- another big moon day for Wisconsin, though. What is this one? Or is this the same one? This is still the super blue moon. It actually was full sometime early, early this morning. Okay. So it's here. Okay. All right. It's beautiful. Have you been seeing anything on that uh, hurricane that she's pounded through Florida, but ended up all the way on the East Coast? I'm doing a story about it later. Anything that you noticed about that uh, weather down there? It seems like this moon, uh, the tide, and then the hurricane, kind of, kind of a weird weather mixture all at once. A weird mix, yeah. I'm just—I was looking at forecasts and looking at eastern parts of the uh, the Carolinas where they're talking four or five inches of rain possible today again. Mm-hmm. Good grief! How yeah. can you deal with that kind of rain? Well, and one of the stories I've got is how hard farmers have been working to get ahead of it, especially in the low country they call it of uh, North Carolina. But uh, the crop's not ready. I mean, it, it is just the end of August, you know. Yeah, it's it's no you can't get it in. It's no. not right. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, here at home, I think today is going to be another pretty beautiful day before we suddenly turn up the heat. Yeah, that's it. A beautiful day today. The heat comes on for the weekend, of course, and that's kind of what a lot of folks hope for for Labor Day weekend. You know, summertime weather. We want to spend time at the lake or outside on the farm. It normally means chores. That's how it works in my world. 
And growing up, of course, County Fair back home in Shawano County, County Fair in Sheboygan County this weekend, Calumet County Fair weather absolutely turning on as we start pushing into the upper 80s and the 90s. Not as humid as just a week ago, but still in all, very hot weather. There's going to be a lot of that. There is a weak front out to our northwest today. High pressure is the name of the game here. This weak front out on the western Dakotas is providing some very light rain. A small area in south-central South Dakota, far northeast North Dakota, up into Canada. We'll watch that front. It's not going to be too successful in moving east or causing many uh, changes for us. That's why I expect we have sunny skies and temperatures will gradually be warming up. A few more clouds as we look on towards Saturday, I think, for many folks. Not going to be that big of a deal as it just gets warmer and warmer. 90 or so by Saturday, in the 90s by Sunday and Monday, with lots of sunshine, hot air in store. Again, not as humid as just last week, but still very, very warm weather. It may not be until later Tuesday or Wednesday that we can see a little bit of a shower chance trying to build on in. I think we'll all be more than ready by that time. I'll have forecast details right after this. Ah, one of the last holiday celebrations of the summer, and you want to make it a success. That means you start with my friends at Bavaria Sausage. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee here for Judy and the crew at Bavaria Sausage. And I'll tell you what, if you're going into the holiday weekend, think about that grill and how you can make sure all of your friends and family are impressed. Bavaria Sausage standing by. They've got... Red Lager Brats, Nurnberger Brats. How about Irish Bangers to change it up? And it doesn't end there. Remember, they've got everything you need for a delicious dinner party, no matter what you're serving. Cheese, sausage, lawn yogurts, crackers, spreads, desserts, and so much more. Take a look online, BavariaSausage.com, or follow them on Facebook and read the great comments from all of their fans, not just here in Wisconsin, but across the countryside. Bavaria Sausage for all your holiday entertaining. All right, buddy, let's get that forecast going. All right, well, sunny and still very pleasant today. A lot of mid-70s could be closer to 80 at Lacrosse. And winds will become more southeast about 5. Not a bad day at all. Clear skies overnight. We drop into the lower or mid-50s with the southeast winds at 5. Sunny skies Friday. Here we're up in the 80s. The low 80s for a lot. Mid-80s are better, especially Lacrosse and Mauston. South winds at 5 to 10. And Saturday, mostly sunny. Could even be partly sunny. A few more clouds in some areas. Not going to keep it any cooler as we push to the very upper 80s or low 90s already Saturday. Southwest winds 5 to 15, mid and upper 90s for Sunday, and still mid-90s Monday, Pam. It's going to be a real warm Labor Day spell. Hey, Ike, I guess so. I guess so. And like, you know, that's all right. Imagine if you're going to be planning something outdoors. It's better than having it rained out, you know? Right, but if you're at a county fair, then you got to haul a lot more water. Boy, and you you brought that up. I know your home county, Shawano County, is underway, and then we've got Walworth County down in Elkhorn. We've got Iowa County in Mineral Point. So like you said, uh, there there is a lot of fair activity still on the docket for kids and families. A big weekend, but it means a lot of extra work keeping the animals happy. Well, we'll see what you've got on your pointed head tomorrow morning for thoughts on uh, not just the county fairs, but, you know, campers. A lot of folks heading to the parks or campgrounds, too. They're going to have to deal with it. 
Yep, figure out ways to stay cool and hydrated. Yes, yes. All right, buddy, we'll catch up with you tomorrow. Thanks. All right, see ya. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist. He's always got the details you're looking for when it comes to weather. And speaking of weather, I'm not kidding. Uh, we are going to focus in on some of the folks that were impacted in the past 24 hours by the Hurricane Idalia. Agriculture is not in the spotlight yet. Stick around. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. What BioVet does and where the livestock producer gets their benefit is our technology helps them with the things that they sometimes don't even know they're missing out on. Not just worrying about animals when they're sick, but trying to keep them as healthy and happy as possible as well. I'm Dr. Bill Zimmer, founder of BioVet. Microbials and nutritional support, that's BioVet. Learn more at bio-vet.com. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. My training helps me at work when I lead by example. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my community and those I care about safe from threats. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time close to home by visiting nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station. How is it that we can have smokers lines without ever smoking? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Smokers or lip lines can occur not only because of smoking but other factors such as talking, drinking from a straw, genetics and age-related fat loss. The most simple and effective treatment for this problem is a combination of dermal fillers such as Juvederm which can smooth and fill those fine lines as well as hydrate the lips. Also, a neuromodulator such as Botox can be used in small amounts to relax those pursing muscles. At Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie, this treatment results in a natural, more youthful appearance of the mouth and often lasts a year or longer. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. The nightmare of working with some contractors is much like being on a bad date. They totally wreck your bathroom, swindle you out of a ton of money, then disappear into the dark of night. Swipe left. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company who completes the job as promised, is cost-conscious, then leaves you with a sweet thank you note. Swipe right, and let's get the conversation started with a free consultation. Actuate LLC. Design, create, actuate. You're worth so much more. Have you ever had the choice to accumulate wealth or go into debt? Let's play Would You Rather. Would you rather have $190,000 in total compensation or be $29,000 in debt? That's the choice between paying for a bachelor's degree that might not even land you a job or an apprenticeship with Liuna that will lead to job security, a pension, stability, and a lifetime of great wages. You're worth so much more. Go to LiunaWisconsin.org join to learn how to accumulate wealth instead of debt. At Berkshire Automotive, we have a non-commissioned sales team, which is a polite way to say we don't really care whether you buy a practical Equinox, the rugged Silverado, or the speedy new Corvette. You've been told no before? Join the Berkshire Automotive family for the yes. At Berkshire Automotive, we teach our people to take no out of the vocabulary. Is no in your vocabulary? Uh, no. No isn't a thing at Berkshire Automotive. 
Join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes. Join the Bergstrom Auto family. Chris Collini with a dirty little secret. Growing up, we were encouraged to track mud in the house. After all, dirt has been our family business for generations. Today we rely on more than our boots to transport our nutrient-rich soils. We have bigger trucks and better equipment if you need it delivered. Or you can simply pick it up at our awesome dirt-filled processing plant. Take it from a worm. Trust the guys who know good dirt. Kalani Topsoil. Now that's good dirt. While you spent a lot more time around your home the last couple of years, you may have noticed a few things you'd like to have spruced up. Sign up for W.E. Davies Handyman Membership, and they'll help you stay ahead of the maintenance and repairs with a professional result. Boycott putting things off. W.E. Davies & Sons Remodeling brings a fresh perspective to your building project. We're a local family business with services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. For stunning, transformative results, visit wedaviesremodeling.com. Create the floors you love this season with DIY and budget-friendly flooring from Wiseway. With Wiseway Flooring's direction, you'll only need to be moderately handy to accomplish brand new floors. I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Economwalk. See how our do-it-yourself products might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. Luke Fickle basically talking about like he couldn't sleep coming up here. Yeah, he's uh, he's throwing out the feels like Christmas morning type of stuff a few times now. I did that with uh, spring practice as well. But yeah, I mean everyone's ready to go. I think everyone's done talking. We <laughs> we had a chance to talk with Tanner Mordecai later in the later in the day on Monday, and uh, Jesse Temple was asking him a question about questions he had for the for the offense. He's like, "Do you have any questions?" And he's like, "No." He wouldn't even let he didn't even let Jesse get the full question. <laughs> I think he's just, I think I think everyone and he he was kind of short, not short but he was tired. I think he's tired of answering questions. I think all these guys are tired of answering questions. They want to go out and play uh, football, and I think that's what everybody else. I think it's what all the fans wanted to, uh, too. We talked about this offense, talked about this defense, talked about Luke Pickle since last November. Let's just get out on the field. Zach, I got a question for you about Tanner Mordecai. I feel like we've he hasn't played a snap yet for the Wisconsin Badgers, but I feel like just the temperature of the fans, it's already been a roller coaster with Tanner Mordecai and excitement because when he came in, you know, you you see the numbers, the 30, you know, 3000 plus yards, the 30 plus touchdowns, multiple seasons, the SMU Everyone's super excited. Then they see the spring game. Yeah, some of lots this, of lots of picks. Some of this morning even mentioned uh, the spring game of a knock on Mordecai. Then then you get past that and you start to hear what reporters like yourself or Jesse Temple saying it's like, man, he looked really good. Offense looked like it's it's coming along. And you get that other high, and then all of a sudden it's like the cold water again here, week of. It's like, well, you know, he really never played that great against power five schools, had a lot of picks against them, <laughs> but he beat up on lesser competition. And it's I feel like we're already doing this roller coaster and he hasn't even taken a snap. I think that's that's accurate too. It's unfortunate because he was really good in the spring outside of the fourteen outside of the one practice in front of everybody. And Luke Pickle was kind of asked about that today or not today, uh this week and said, you know, he was very, very aggressive in the spring game and that's not the quarterback that they need. They got they need somebody that's gonna not not because he's he didn't play loose. Play but clean. They need to play smart, right? Play, play clean, clean, play fast. Yeah. Gonna hear that a lot, as I, I believe, from from Luke Fickle. 
the thing with, with Tanner Mordecai is, yes, I, and it's accurate. Now, the stats against good competition versus bad competition is uh, pretty startling. Um, but, but, but he also probably has not played with the type of talent at running back and, and on the offensive line that he does that he has here. There was a, that was a passing team at SMU. They were going to throw the ball all over the place. That's just the way it was. It's not going to be that case necessarily at Wisconsin. A little bit more balanced, a little bit more tougher, you would think, to be able to defend. But, yes, it has been, and no one's actually seen him throw a, a, a real pass for Wisconsin. That's why Saturday is going to be very interesting. But, again, it's Buffalo. And so how much will we learn about yeah. How vanilla do you think it's going to be, Zach? Like Probably it- not. Probably not. But, like, the following week, next, next Saturday against Washington State, that's a big, that's a, a power five team at least for this year, and then you know, <laughs> then it won't be a power five team anymore. But it it is it's going to be a test, and you're right, it's been up and down. So Zach, um, you know the Packers just cut their roster down to 53 men, and you know there's not a lot of surprises on there. But looking at the Packers, I saw a couple of days ago you had the depth chart for week one. Were there any surprises for the Badgers jumping out for you for their uh, depth chart that was released? There was there was not not a ton a ton of surprises some minor ones and one of them was Bryson Green being with the starting unit at wide receiver because C.J. Williams had been running with the first team pretty much since spring and pretty much all of fall camp but we saw in the final Saturday practice that we got to see that it was a little bit of a scrimmage that Bryson Green started to get some first team reps more first team reps and it appears that he has that has continued since practice is closed I, I think C.J. Williams is going to play a ton. I think, I think that is notable because Bryson is the one guy that has a ton of it. I mean, he's got a lot more experience than CJ. He's got a lot more production than CJ. He led Oklahoma State in touchdowns last year. We've seen him especially be a beast in the red zone for both Wisconsin and Oklahoma State. So, yeah, I think that one kind of stands out. And then maybe some of the guys that are missing just because injury-wise. Uh, Isaiah Mullins along the defensive line. We knew Jake Renfro probably wasn't going to be ready at center, and he's not. So there, there are some guys that are missing out of that that we know are not going to play because of injury. And, Zach, looking here, um, I know with uh, the transfer portal, I saw you tweeted out as well. I mean, how big was the transfer portal for uh, the Wisconsin Badgers as we enter into the season coming up here on Saturday? I mean, it's huge. You got, if you include the kicker, they got six starters in the two deep. They've got 11 overall. That, to me, is pretty significant. If your workout includes baling hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngkin. And I'll bet our guest today is already up and working out. Mike North, who is one of the primary principals of Everag out of Platteville, he always is up and early, says he likes to get his workout in before he talks with us. We'll do that focused in on all things dairy before we wrap her up on a Thursday. So glad you're along with us. I'm Farm Director Pam Yankee. So today we bid farewell to the month of August, August 31st. What can I tell you? Do you remember where you were on this day back in 1997? Princess of Wales, Princess Diana, dies in a car crash. Former wife of Charles the heir apparent, now the king of England, fatally injured when the driver of her car lost control while speeding away from paparazzi. She wasn't the only fatality. Her came, companion, Dodi Al-Fayed, and the car's driver also died on this date back in 1997. Do you remember that? Uh, let's see what else we've got. Happy birthday, actor Richard Gere, American gigolo. He's 74. Uh, comedian Chris Tucker is 52. 
and our own Sue Ann Thompson, the first lady with Governor Tommy Thompson, a retired elementary school uh, teacher, and a breast cancer survivor, now president and founder at Wisconsin Women's Health Foundation, Sue Ann Thompson, celebrating her birthday today. Happy birthday, all. Well, it is not a happy day for a lot of folks that are waking up this morning to try to review the damage done by Hurricane Idalia. It really took its toll in the state of Florida, where all kinds of structural damage and flooding continues this morning. But I think what surprised a lot of people is how strong that storm stayed, going all the way up the East Coast as far north as North Carolina and Virginia, where farmers had been working diligently to try to get their crops harvested so that they wouldn't have to face the kind of losses that Adelia is uh, bringing to them. Uh, Not necessarily successful. But Zach Webb, who's a technical agronomist in southeastern North Carolina, says it's not because farmers weren't trying. He says, unfortunately, their corn and soybean crops right now just aren't as mature as they would have liked with a big storm like Idalia coming their way. Don't get me wrong. They've been going as hard as they can. Um, I'm probably picking some corn that's a little bit, maybe ain't quite ready, be quite dry. They'd like to pick it, but they see what's coming, so they'll get as much as they can to get in front of. But you're right, they were already picking pretty hard anyway. So the fact that the storm's coming, there really wasn't a way to expedite this to, to get more of it out other than working longer hours. Zach Webb, he's a technical agronomist in southeastern North Carolina. He says they got as much as they could get before the rains moved in. Now, just to kind of remind you, I had to remind myself, North Carolina is not only a corn and soybean producer, they also produce a lot of cotton that would have been damaged by the storm, tobacco, sweet potatoes, and peanuts. As far as Florida is concerned, you already know the major powerhouse of agriculture there is citrus, but they also grow a lot of greenhouse and nursery plants and sugar cane. So we'll have to keep an agriculture eye on the tallies as far as damage from Edalia in states like Florida, as well as as far north as North Carolina. We're still not necessarily sure about the damage that's been done by Proposition 12. You remember this one? It, it really shocked the pork and poultry industry earlier this year when the Supreme Court announced that they were going to enforce California's Proposition 12 across the United States. Basically, it made headlines because it requires other states to comply with more stringent farming regulations in California if they want to sell meat and egg products in California. And that includes pork. A.V. Roth is a Crawford County pork producer that's been keeping an eye on things. He says Proposition 12 is definitely going to disrupt the supply chain But it's not just people raising hogs. He says the meat processors are really the ones that are going to see the disruption. It's got to be separate. If you don't understand anything, they've got to keep what meat is going to California separate from the other, which on the processing side isn't isn't an easy thing. A problem here is that we put a lot of money into our local butcher plants over the last three years, basically since COVID. And unless the animals going into them are Prop 12 compliant, they're not able to sort out what is, what isn't. And um, even the work that we've been able to do of getting meat to be able to sold across state lines from local butcher shops uh, won't be able to go into California. A.V. Roth, he is a pork producer from Crawford County. He said he himself is slowing down on putting in different practices to try to be compliant. He said right now there's talk that policy is circulating on the federal level 
that could possibly reverse the regulation, 15% of all U.S. pork ends up in California. So it is a big issue for the industry. Stephanie Hoff had an excellent conversation with AV about the ramifications of Proposition 12 and how what maybe what consumers or other producers don't even know about trying to be compliant under these guidelines. You can listen to it on our podcast page. Just go to MidwestFarmReport.com. New location, new vision, same goal. The Farm and Industry Short Course is producing high-quality graduates ready for success in the dairy industry. The oldest agriculture training program in Wisconsin has stood the test of time. The 16-week program returns for fall 2023 at UW-River Falls. Learn from world-class faculty, live in the residence halls, earn college credits, and create lifelong friendships. Register today at uwrf.edu. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to our equipment. Check out the affordable, efficient, versatile tractor lineup at our equipment and ask for Mr. Versatile Chunk Gill. Keep up with Pam at MidwestFarmReport.com and on Facebook at Fabulous Farm Babe, on Twitter at Fab Farm Babe, or by downloading the Midwest Farm Report app. Very quiet in the dairy trade yesterday in Chicago. No change on barrel or block cheese. No change on double-A butter. The fluid milk contracts for Chicago right now, Class uh, 3 September milk, down a nickel, currently at 1882. October milk, unchanged at 1895. We've got December corn down a penny right now at 479. November soybeans down two at 1384. September wheat is six and a half cents lower at 570, with July new crop wheat down seven at 651 a bushel. Beautiful day yesterday for the annual Agronomy and Soils Field Day that was held at the Arlington Ag Research Facility. Our own Nate Zimdar has got a chance to attend. He had a visit with Dr. Emily Bick. She is a researcher looking at pest detection. She has developed a clip-on microphone used to actually listen for insects biting on plants. The technology can be used to try to figure out if pests are in a crop what species they are, and even what density. The lab invented something called the insect eavesdropper, which is a clip-on microphone where we can hear insects chew or pierce or bite a plant. So we started with hearing really large insects, tobacco hornworm, these things are two inches long, Colorado potato beetle, large chomping insects. And then we went to European corn borer, insects boring down the stalk of a plant, of a corn plant, or corn rootworm. Then we brought that out to the field so we can actually here, as in identify that they are present, we can tell them apart using some machine learning algorithms, some pattern recognition algorithms, and we're starting to address some questions about density to try to predict economic thresholds using these new devices. Insect eavesdropper. I like that. Talk about technology that's advancing. That's Dr. Emily Bick working on pest detection with an actual clip-on microphone. How about that? Thanks, Nate Zimdars, for getting there. All right, coming up next, he'll be up on the microphone. I can guarantee you that. Our friend, Mike North, one of the principal owners of Everag out of Platteville, joining us to give us an update on all things dairy. Stick around. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
you know when you've really made it? When you finally have your own place and you can decorate it the way you want. Your Aunt Betty used to sleep on that old couch. It's time to turn drab into fab with lazy luxury from Lazy Boy Furnishings and Decor. That chair, it belonged to the dog. Time to start styling. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy. Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor, Madison, East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. Have you ever had an MRI through the hospital where you're crunched inside a scary tube-like tunnel? MH Imaging in Middleton provides the spacious comfort of a completely open design MRI, the most updated concept in MRIs. It's an open MRI, open for everyone, regardless of insurance or doctor affiliation, for a fraction of the cost of a medical system. And the results are available the same day, providing you with answers you need to know now. Visit mhimaging.com. Legacy Exteriors Just pick up the phone And let us leave a legacy on your home Roofing windows, gutters, siding and decks Can Legacy do it? You bet Better prices, better warranties Legacy always makes it easy Go to Legacy-Exteriors.com Legacy Exteriors Just pick up the phone And let us leave a legacy on your home Hi, it's Preston from Window World, and although I'd love to talk your ear off about windows, today's all about doors. Your front door can say a lot about you. Window World specializes in turning a bland entrance into a grand entrance. We have top quality products, a variety of paint and stain options, and certified factory trained installers. It's a no-brainer. Visit us at windowworldmadison.com. For all of you that had your first date riding around the field in a tractor cab, this is the Midwest Farm Report. Now that there's quality time bouncing around together in a tractor cab. It is time to bring in our friend Mike North, one of the primary owners of uh, Everag. He's down in Platteville. What'd you say? You already caught somebody harvesting corn? You think it was because the crop was not so good or they're short on feed? What do you think? I think it was just that they had gotten to a place where it was ready. I cool. mean, we, we've had all this up and down in weather, up and down in our weather. And I'll tell you, my corn fields are moving along and making progress. Yeah. So I wouldn't be shocked to start seeing a lot more silage wagons running around the road. Well, they had the agronomy soils field day yesterday. So that usually is one of the triggers that we're getting ready to go. Uh, things are going to get busy around the farm real quick with the harvest. We're not all that far from world dairy expo. A lot of folks talking about the dairy complex, Mike, Quiet as a stone yesterday for uh, cheese and butter, but that hasn't been the case. Give me a little sense of what you're seeing happening. I got to believe some of it is relative to the kids going back to school. Yeah, no question. We, uh, we've watched as butter has been coming down. Uh, as kids go back to school, bottling plants are firing back up. As bottling plants fire back up, there's a little bit more cream on the market. We see things start to soften a little bit by way of cream multiples. Butter has dropped over the course of the last couple of weeks, about 13, 14, 15 cents. Um, And ultimately, you've watched that drop. Meanwhile, cheese has been making another run back upward and trying to really challenge that $2 threshold that we bumped our heads up against here in late July as we made that seismic rally upward from that low of a dollar thirty-one. So, 
you know, we're, we're, we're hanging right there. We're seeing a little bit of that um, bid come forward to pick up inventories going into Q4. You know, it's just that time of the year, right? We're sending kids back to school. You pointed out the silage harvest. But when kids go back to school, there's a lot of pizzas that get served. And then it's football season, and we're ordering even more. And it, it just piles on top. And I think you're seeing a little bit of a bid come back into this market to pick up some cheese to, to clean up some Q4 business. Hey, I'm happy to see it. Happy to see it. And it it has kind of influenced our fluid milk prices, too. Uh, you know, we're back up over 18 bucks again. Yeah, and that's a magic number. In talking with our producers, you know, you look around at, you know, what's been going on on the farm. You know, I'll go back to the silage harvest again. Feed prices are quite a bit different of a discussion this year versus last year. And so now, instead of us talking about $6 corn going into a bunker, we've got, you know, sub $5 corn going into a bunker and, you know, that changes things from a break-even. And that $18 number seems to grab a lot of attention uh, by producers. So, if, you know, if we can start seeing some 19s, uh, which, you know, we're certainly dabbling there um, on this October milk right now, you know, we start, we, start, we start pushing the 19 handle on the milk price. We're back into some black ink again, which will be a big, big relief for all the red ink that was there uh, prior in the year. Yeah. Hey, have you been seeing a continued marketing of dairy cattle though? I mean, like we've been saying really all year and it looks like it's going to continue into first quarter 2024, that beef price is mighty attractive for people that are just flat out tired. Yeah. And there's no question that that fact and almost that fact alone is going to keep us from growing and expanding the herd too fast. There's just a lot of really high-priced beef out there. And if you, if you follow that cattle market right now, um, ultimately what you're going to notice is that cattle prices are, are well beyond uh, the levels that we established back in 2014 when everybody was in you know, the beef heyday. And we're holding it. Um, consumers seem to be unwavering in their purchase of beef. They're still interested. They're still coming back. Now, as we get through the Labor Day weekend, beef features in the store tend to fall off pretty quickly but that's not to say later in q4 we're still not going to be demanding steaks people still aren't going to want that high priced beef and that's been holding things together so really the consumer picture will weigh heavily on that but there's just such a shortage of cows and animals to go into feedlots right now cold cow prices should stay strong what about uh, liquidation or herds? How are we doing on maybe the dairy heifers that are going in? Are you noticing any numbers, any regions that catch your attention, Mike? Yeah, we're, 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 we're definitely seeing uh, areas that are a little bit lighter on feed, moving faster or maintaining higher cull rates than what you're seeing in areas where we have plenty of feed. And so what's interesting to, to, to remember, though, is that, um, you know, we, we, we send a lot of heifers out of state to go elsewhere to be raised. And those dynamics shift a little bit. Kansas, which houses a lot of heifers right now, has a, enough feed to satisfy their needs. So we're not seeing any pressure on that front. But if I'm raising my own heifers, uh, ultimately, uh, we're seeing pressure that is a little bit more, uh, you know, regional to the Midwest and to the Southwest. Um, 
other than that, things are, you know, a little bit stronger. So we don't, we don't see a ton of uh, heifers leaving the space right now. We've, we've, we've moved um, into such a, a strong beef breeding program that generally speaking, if we've raised a heifer at this point, it's on purpose. So we don't have to see a lot of them move back into the system, but beef is definitely on the rise in the breeding programs. And, you know, that's going to keep animals moving into that channel for the years to come. Mike Norris along with us, one of the principals with Everag. He's out of their Platteville office. You can find all of those folks at ever.ag, ever.ag. Risk management-wise, Mike, you mentioned we're below 5 bucks now on corn. We're at 18 and up on Class 3. Strategies that I should be paying attention to, first quarter, second quarter, 2024? Yeah, absolutely. And as you look at those periods of time right now, we're pushing roughly $18.5 prices. So, you know, right now, if you step into this with uh, a DRP type of strategy right now, you're going to be neighborhood of about 90 cents below the market with your coverage. So you're talking 17 and a half, give or take in terms of coverage levels. That's a decent place to get started because if we go back to ordinary seasonality, that is still higher than what we've historically seen in that period of time. And you're uh, not to go back very far to just remember this year, how low we got in that, in that window. So not a bad place to get started. Um, and as we, as we talk about that milk over feed concept, I think you also need to be thinking about your feed. We're coming into harvest. Uh, obviously some of that stuff is priced automatically when it hits the bunker, but you should be proactively looking at the opportunities that present themselves on protein. Mm -hmm. Anything below $400 on, on mm -hmm. soybean meal is a buy uh, <laughs> because the soybean balance sheet is going to remain tight. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, for sure. We'll wait and see what the hurricane does to things like cottonseed and that too. All right, buddy, got to let you bebop and get out of here. I'll talk to you again real soon. Take her easy. Have a good Labor Day weekend. All right, st step outside and enjoy what's left of that blue moon. Yeah, I will. All right. Mike North joining us live this morning from his palatial Platteville office. He's one of the principal owners and uh, providers of information with Everag. Find him at ever.ag. We'll wrap up the week and start the new uh, calendar month tomorrow morning. This is the Midwest Farm Report.